Here we go. The John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show, starring Sherry Elliker and now the late Raquel Welsh. And the teeny tiny lady in the pickle jar. Here comes the news. We got it for you, David. All right. Well, look at that, huh? What do you know? World Health Organization uh, abandons the next step of inquiry into the origins of COVID. <laughs> After growing frustrated at China's refusal to cooperate. Oh, my God. They, originally, the World Health Organization carrying the water for China and lying to the world and then deciding, oh, you know, we were going to look into this. The United States decided they would do an investigation into it. and They came out with it, it was nine pages all together and basically said, well, experts still are disagreeing. It could have come from the lab or it could have come from the wet market a couple of miles away. Still not sure. That's like saying the coin could have landed heads or could have landed tails. I mean, come on. But nobody seems to care. No one wants to look into it. Originally, the World Health Organization was saying, no, 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 this is, um, it's small, it's contained, it's no big deal. Uh, don't worry about it. They knew China was lying, but they again lied for China. And then now they're up. Then they reversed and about a year later and they start looking into it and, um, they think, well, yeah, it's maybe, maybe it did come from a lab, but we can't get China to cooperate with us. China they're said not- it originally, how about what China said? It came from a Maine lobster. Did you ever see that one? No, I didn't. no, I did not see that. I, I, I mm-hmm. didn't, but the, the World Health Organization is not admitting that it's definitively stopped this. The insiders are saying that it's winding down and they're blaming China. They're saying that there's no way we can do this without China's cooperation. Remember in 2021, uh, they did that kind of bogus investigation of the lab and that Chinese were not terribly cooperative. At that point, they said it emerged naturally. Um, they said that, you know, these plans that they had to investigate, they just can't do it without it. They can't advance them. Uh, yeah. They wanted well, to include an audit of labs, research institutions, and markets. And China pushed back and said, nope, we're not going to give you access. Yeah, and they destroyed a whole bunch of stuff. My theory is this. <clears throat> Where's my tin hat, Jacob? Oh, there it is. Uh, it's a tin beret, by the way, Sherry. Mm, very nice. Do you have a tin scarf? <laughs> no. Oh. That'd be too much. The We gave $5 million to EcoHealth Alliance. We're not allowed to do gain-of-function research, so we gave it to uh, Fauci from NIH, gave it to his buddy. He then took it, gave it to China. They did gain-of-function research, and they jumped it. They supercharged the virus. And that's what happened. It got out. So now does China say, oh, do you really want the truth? Okay, here's the truth. You, the American taxpayers, paid for this. We screwed up. It got out. And we killed two or three, four million people, even more than that. No one really knows the full number of people that died um, sooner than they should have because of the virus. So there's the story. Now, do you really want the truth? I don't think you do. I don't think you can handle the truth. Write that down. I think it's going to be a catchy catchphrase. The... That's what I believe happened. And neither one, neither the United States or China, really wants the truth to come out because it would look bad for both. And if it was from a wet market, by the way, they haven't closed the wet markets in China. So if it did come from a wet market, why are you still have wet markets still selling live animals there? So they don't want you, they don't want you to know either one, whether it's from the lab with U.S. dollars supporting to create the virus or from a wet market, which by the way, you can just go down there and get yourself a, a bat. You eat a bat sandwich. There was a time when you were very much interested in 
in uh, what the what the real story was about this you you wanted to know you thought we all had a right to know has that diminished or are you do you still think this is a priority for the american people i it's still a priority whether i think it's a priority the government doesn't want you to know because i do i do believe listen they there are enough bits of information that are coming out you can see the documents Yes, we gave five million dollars to EcoHealth Alliance. That guy was a friend of Fauci. That money went then went to the lab. And then when Fauci was asked by Ryan Paul, that was that was gain of function. No, technically that's not gain of function. So they would, you know, they kind of move that around. No, you're supercharging this virus to make this virus to jump. Well, no, but you're wrong. You're lying. You know that because you can get he got get you into the weeds pretty quickly. But the connection between the United States and China and this virus, it's best everybody look the other way. Don't worry about it. I think the second part of the, the story, which I'd love to be able to see somebody dig into, is this thing that happened with Project Veritas. Now, Project Veritas does a lot of stuff where they'll, you know, without having to get your permission to videotape your audio, you audio tape you, um, they will surreptitiously put a camera somewhere nearby. We've tried to play some of their audio sometimes when they try to catch people and lies and stuff, but the audio is always so terrible. In this case, they found this guy that works at Pfizer. I forget his official title, but he works at Pfizer. He is a doctor, and they he's on a date with this guy from Project Veritas, and the guy's got the camera set up next to the little glass. I don't know if you've seen this or not. You won't find it mm-hmm. in any of the media, none of the media covering it, because let's face it, this just really 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 bad so this guy that works for pfizer uh jordan walker we're exploring like no you know the virus keeps mutating yeah well one of the things we're exploring is like why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can develop new vaccines right so you get that so he was saying you know we kept saying ourselves hey you know this virus mutates why don't we mutate the virus ourselves so we can come out with the vaccine so create the disease and then create the vaccine we can make a lot of money so we have to do that if we're going to do that though there's a risk of like as you could imagine no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses yeah so okay. we're like do we want to do this so that's like one of the things we're considering okay so like the future like maybe we can like create new versions of the vaccines and things like that okay so pfizer ultimately is thinking about mutating COVID? Well, that is not what we say to the public. No. That's why it was a thought that came up in a meeting, and we were like, why why do we not? It was like, we're going to consider that with more discussions. Okay. That exact reaction, right? We're like, wait a minute. People won't like that. Isn't that shocking that Pfizer, according to this guy who works for Pfizer, is thinking we'll mutate the virus so that we can come up with a vaccine so we'll know how to cure it? They'll say that people that actually, like Monsanto, that makes a certain type of seed, a corn seed, it's a specific seed. And, oh, by the way, if you plant that seed, the only um, uh, fertilizer or the only pesticides that will work on that seed have to be purchased by Monsanto. So then the thing is we give you the seed, but then no other uh, – uh, no other pesticide will work on it unless you use our pesticide. We created the seed. We create the uh, the thing that helps to keep the seed uh, from being destroyed by uh, you know insects. So it seems very similar. We'll create the virus, but then at the same time, we'll create the vaccine. So after this guy gets enough of this stuff from this guy talking about it, and then finally J- James O'Keefe walks in there and confronts him right into the restaurant. Hey there. Is this seat taken? You work for Pfizer. My question for you is why does Pfizer want to hide from the public 
the fact that they're mutating the COVID viruses. Is this real life? I'm literally a liar. I was trying to impress a person on a date by lying. This is absurd. Don't touch me. Well, this is not. Why the way? Don't don't tell anybody. Someone who's just working in a company to literally help the public. You you really did. Please read the cost. It's very unsafe. Can you please unlock your door? No, you, no, don't let them leave. Please unlock the door. Give them what is going on here? Stuff. Oh, you say, please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. Please unlock the door. So they lock, they lock James O'Keefe and his cameramen into the restaurant, and then the, the Pfizer employee goes absolutely nuts, calling the police, goes over and throws his um, iPad down onto the ground. He's jumping in front of the guy. You could tell he is just like a trap rat in a box because he sat there on this date with this guy and told him a whole bunch of stuff. Now, Marco Rubio from Florida sends a letter to the president of Pfizer saying, an employee of yours has said that you're involved in gain-of-function research, that you're producing viruses or thinking of producing viruses so that you can create the vaccines. Nothing has happened. The letter is sent out on the 28th of April. I don't think Marco Rubio has gotten a response to that. Have you seen this story anywhere else? And the question is, if not, why not? I have not. I, I think part of it is Project Veritas has a fairly shady reputation in terms of entrapment and in terms of 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 getting people to say things or trying to do things in in sort of nefarious ways so the mainstream media is not going to take them seriously even though occasionally they get the story right it's kind of like the national Enquirer. nobody wants to take them seriously but let's face it occasionally they'll break a story that's very big albeit celebrity stuff, but they'll get it and they'll get it right. You mean so, like Bill Clinton in the dress and Monica Lewinsky, that story? Yes, yeah, something like that. National so, Enquirer had that. This this is one of those outlets, Project Veritas, that you have to uh, consider solidly in the Tucker Carlson, right-wing, whatever category. So there that's who's going to cover something like this and then it sort of comes down to who is this guy i mean i was looking up trying to figure out did he ever get fired for this even if he even if he's lying i mean he did say that's what was brought up in a meeting he didn't say much more than that he didn't say this is something that's being discussed this is going to committees it's being you know uh it's going up the flagpole nothing like that he said it's been talked about in a meeting so if he's misrepresenting the company on a date, uh, does that really? I mean, d- is there a lot of credibility there? I don't. Well, think there he is. also said he also said that we know that women it's having an effect upon women's menstrual c- That's uh, cycles. So he was also sort of pointing out some of the other problems that they were having with it. M- my point is. The media decides, oh, we're not going to follow this. Oh, by the way, the New York Post, they print a whole bunch of crap. So that Hunter Biden laptop's just a bunch of junk. But the fact that the senator from Florida sends a letter to the president of Pfizer, these are the things you, you cannot debate unless you'd like to. Jordan Tristan Walker works for Pfizer. It certainly looks like he does. He's a doctor in research or wherever the department is that he works for. Most of his all social media and LinkedIn has all been scrubbed. So he works for them. He said this on a date. Now, whether he said this to show off or whatever the reason is, you can debate that. But here's a guy telling this other person, listen, these are the sort of stuff. These are the sort of things we're thinking about. 
That seems like a legitimate story. Now, if ABC had done this or NBC or CBS had gotten some sort of insider stuff or leaked something, then everybody would think, well, that's legitimate. So Project Veritas is often described as, you know, it's these outlandish stuff and they're going to try to catch people in a lie or whatever. They've actually done some pretty good work where they've caught people talking about things that they felt that they were sort of safe to say out loud, whether it was a teacher or a school board member or whoever it is. Listen, when they got um, good old um, Marion Barry, right, that was, wasn't that the FBI and uh, the, the DEA or somebody was in there? Remember that? The surreptitious videotaping of Marion Barry and the bee yeah, set they, me up. Is he smoking they, crack cocaine? Right. They got a woman who was a woman of the night, maybe, and I'm not sure. And they got he, they got him in a hotel room. And they had video cameras in the hotel room. They were in the other, um, they were, you know, in the other room and they got him. That's a little bit different. That's law enforcement. And this was a guy who was the mayor of a major American city. This Project Veritas, you know, I just think that they are so sleazy. And sometimes you'll see what they do and they'll have, I know somebody who was a victim of Project Veritas. Oh, really? And, yes. And Mm -hmm. this person was an attorney general or an assistant attorney general. And the person that set him up was a young woman who was going around looking for men that she could talk to about certain. Now, he, he had nothing. There was nothing in particular that she wanted to find out from him about his state. But she was on a fishing expedition. And Uh this went on. They went to her hotel room. Um, Nothing happened. There wasn't anything scandalous, but she recorded the whole thing. And she'd say things to him like, tell me a secret about your um, your life or tell me something you're really insecure about, about your job. And he'd say, well, sometimes I don't really know that I'm. I know what I'm doing or something. And mm-hmm. he thought he was getting to know this woman. And and then it became highly edited and that became the headline. So uh-huh. I, 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 do I think they're doing the Lord's work? Absolutely not. I think what they're uh-huh. doing is they are trying to manipulate things sometimes to get the story that they want and they'll go to any means to get it. So mm-hmm. and, and oftentimes it's fully out of proportion, right? I don't think this what this guy said proves really anything did were there menstrual cycle issues yes and that's all been sort of figured out as far as you know over time i guess those things get resolved but that would be true of probably any medication any vaccine the potential for something to be a side effect is always there mm-hmm. so i i just don't think it's that big of a of a deal um mm-hmm. So if an employee working for Pfizer was saying something like we were thinking about doing this, that doesn't concern you. It would depend Re- on regardless, regardless of who has the information and how they got it. Well, it, I mean, he said that got brought up in a meeting, which could have been something as simple as someone saying that. I, I, yeah, if he was saying, yes, we're considering this, we have the, the, the protocols in place. Yeah, that would really concern me. But the fact that he just said it got brought up in a meeting, no, not 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 particularly. Does it bother okay. you that much? I just think there's a whole lot that we don't know about this vaccine. No doubt about and it. Pfizer and FDA and the CDC. I just think there's a lot of stuff that we don't know. And, and sometimes they do pick kind of low-hanging fruit, right? This guy is not... 
I mean, yes, he's part of the research team. He's, he is a doctor. He went to Yale. Um, he, but it, it's not like they're talking to the the president of the company, and and they do kind of get these people a little liquored up. So you know, they they have a okay. little more. Uh, I don't know. I just, I they, it gives me a weird feeling. All right. And how about when the Project Veritas has Joe Biden's daughter's uh, diary? That wouldn't bother you? Well, they go to James O'Keefe's apartment, come in there early in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that's her private diary. The, well, what, is right. that, what does that have to do with national security or anything to having to do with anybody? That's a young woman that was struggling with some issues. She wrote a diary. And now they they're going to peddle it around to see what they can get from it. That's just that's. And just, the FBI FBI comes looking for a diary. Well, yes, the FBI came to look for the diary because it wasn't their property. Ah, okay. Boy, I hope I never have a diary that the FBI wants to see, <laughs> Sherry. <laughs> Here's, I mean, there's Nate I right mean, over there. Huh? Huh? It's just a lot of stuff of, in there about you. Yeah, a lot of stuff in there about you. Other band name ideas. That yeah, all, right, all right now. There we go. Oh, I love a story about the Gen Zers. Ah, there they are, not wanting to drive around. I just read a whole piece on why they don't want to drive. They don't like to drive. They don't have their driver's license. It's just not important to them. I just Every time I come across another thing about that, I just dislike your whole generation more and more, Jacob. I am uh, technically a millennial, um, but okay. I'm not well, too far away. I'm, okay. Well, Andrew, I like you as a person, but I don't like the fact that Gen Zers don't want to drive. Uh, that that doesn't nine, represent call, me at all. I love driving. I know you're a, you got your old beat up truck. I was going to say you my old Xterra. Um, let's see. So the Gen Zers say that they uh, they'll take Uber uh, or nine one one. Sherry, I think that means if there's an emergency, they're saying that they have oh, options, like, but they okay. they are not they are not getting a driver's license at the rate that younger people used to. I, I could not wait to get my driver's license. I, it was one of the happiest days of my life. Now, I failed the test three times, but when, uh-huh. I, finally, so when I finally got it, I was really happy. Uh, but they're saying that only 25% of about of 16-year-olds uh, had their driver's license in 2020. 45% of 17-year-olds had their driver's licenses in 2020 as well. The reason that a lot of these uh, kids don't want to get a driver's license, don't want to drive a car, anxiety, finances, the anxiety? environment. Yes, anxiety, because they're saying they when they tried to learn how to drive, it was very, very stressful. They got upset about it. Some of them have known people that have passed away. I know, I know. Um, and they also say car insurance has gone up about 14% in the last year. So it's expensive and cars, used cars and new cars have really uh, gone through the roof. So because of all of these, these things can combine, they're saying, I don't want it. I'd rather take public transportation because I'm worried about the environment. I can call 911 <laughs> if I'm really sick and I'll just call an Uber and my mom will pay for it. So those are their options. But at least, you know, if they do drive, they won't be talking on the phone because they're afraid to do that, too. Okay. Well, that's good. They will be listening to talk radio, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
the 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 cycle that you get into also if you have a job what i noticed was i had a car i had a job to pay for my car i had my car to drive me to work it was a vicious cycle of going to work to pay for the car when pieces of it are falling off, breaking off, and I'm trying to fix it myself, then I go back to work and pick up another shift so that I can pay for the car to drive me to work. It was this weird sort of uh, gift of the Magi in reverse or something that I, if you had a job, you worked outside of the house and after school and stuff, then you drove it, you drove your car there, your busted up old car, and your boss like, hey, park that piece of crap in the back. So you'd, you didn't want anybody to see your car. But I guess as more kids are not working, less involved in that, then perhaps they don't need the transportation. And if they're living at home, maybe they drive their mom's car. But it's even in these statistics, they're not even getting a driver's license. Mm-mm. No, they don't. They don't particularly think they're going to need one. They think it's something that they can put off. Uh, uh, if they, I guess if they if they are also living in cities and, and places where there's public transportation, they don't need it. My first car was a city bus. I can remember taking three because I didn't have a car and I lived at college and I had an internship and I had to take three different buses to get to the internship till I finally got a car when I was a senior. And, mm-hmm. um, but that was, you know, that was the only reason I took public transportation was because I didn't have a choice. And I okay, really question wanted to for you, internship. Sherry, question yeah. for you as a driver, uh, Andrew, uh, question music for Sherry. <clears throat> I know it's probably been a while since you took the test. You said you failed three times, so let's I test did. your knowledge. Okay. Wait, you were failing the written portion? No, hey, J- no, Jacob, no, just... I'm in the middle okay, of... Sorry. No, Jacob. <laughs> How many feet can you park from a stop sign? Well, you don't park in front of... You mean stop instead of... If park in front of a stop You're sign? You're going to park. You're going to park. Oh. You have to give... Uh, uh, 20 feet? Final answer? Yes. Do you want to phone a friend or ask Jacob? Uh, Jacob, do you have another answer? I think it's more than Jacob? that. I feel like it's 30. But also, maybe it's different in, in her state, John. Maybe there's two different numbers we could be talking about. What? Final answer. Final okay. answer. <laughs> Was that a helpful phone call for you, Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. The answer is? Jacob, what are you saying? Oh, I, I, said, I said 30. Sherry said 20. Okay, guys, did you ever watch the stupid show? That's not the way it works. If she phones a friend, you both can't have separate answers. She has to sound, say to you in a very panicked voice, what do you think it is? Well, what is oh, it? What is okay, it? And then... Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, Jake, Jacob, I need help. I really need help. How many feet is it? How? What's the question again? <laughs> Forget it. Forget what it. What is it? You what know what? It? It's, the answer is 30 feet. 30 feet. Oh, <laughs> thank right. you, Jacob. You were right. Thank you. Okay. Good Lord. Okay. All right. Fine. Done. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate that. How far from a hydrant? Um, <laughs> distances? Yes. Distance from a hydrant parking. what? Parking from a hydrant. Um, how far from a hydrant can you park? I'm going to say 15 feet. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. It's 15 feet. There you go. Oh, Get your job. Right. All, right. All, All right. All right. Back All right. on the board. Yeah. The uh, when t- did you take the test with the state trooper in the car? Did you do that uh-huh. at your place? Yep. Yeah. That's always the amazing thing because the guy comes out. You're waiting in line. He comes out. He has kind of a combination. He smells like Old Spice, Pen Gay, deodorant, and like that weird 
wool smell of his uniform. He's all he's got the hat on and he's all crisp sitting in the car next to you. Ah, the old car of mine was just a dump, but I just felt so f- sorry for him. And you you pull up to the stop sign, the fake little setup they've got, and then you signal and you you're sweating to death, and then you making a left, and then you're pulling in these how's you pull parallel park. It's a parallel park, is that what you failed on? I failed on the <laughs> I failed on the three point turn, which is ridiculous, I know. And after the third time, well, on the third one, my dad pulled the guy aside and said, Listen, this is our third go around on this. I don't know if there's anything that we can do to make sure she gets a little through. Something. <laughs> a little something, something. But you, know uh, you let me know like what to we make need a, to do. I'd like to buy a couple of tickets to the circus sponsor by the state troopers there. I, uh, I I passed the test, and the cop said to me when I got out of the car, he said, you got to stop listening to pe- people yelling at you or something like that and just relax. Because he could tell I was so nervous and that I, I looked like I had been browbeaten while I was learning to park. Do they even do parallel parking anymore? I know they make you find they finally got smart and make you drive on a highway when you take your driver's test now. Because before it was just that little, you know, it was a like 200 yards. You weren't really driving. You were just kind of driving around this obstacle course type thing. Do they make mm-hmm. you parallel park anymore? I, I Looking and seeing how people drive <laughs> and seeing them parallel park, I'm assuming they teach them how not to parallel park because they <laughs> well, seem to have that kids? down pretty good. When they got their driver's oh, license. Charlie but... failed five or six times. And then, Does and then she I'm have like, one Charlie, now? Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she beat the hell out of that Prius. Oh, okay. my God. Sitting in the car while watching her bash into a pole. I didn't even get out of the car. Didn't even get out to look. Just back up. I'm like, all right, let's put it in D for drive this time. Dad, I swear. I'm like, you know, if you didn't like look at me like that, I wouldn't be like so nervous. That's true. That's what happened to me. I was so scared. My dad. Oh, yeah. Balled up his fist and slammed it into the ceiling of the car, the roof of the car, every time he wanted to give me instructions. Break, 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 and he pounded it into the into the into the up to the top of the car, and then the dome light, the plastic part, fell off first, and then the whole contraption broke off and it was hanging there, dangling. I had that for two years, a dangling light there from the dome light. My dad, bang. Break, 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 clutch, 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 clutch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> signal, I don't, signal. I don't blame these Gen Zs. I don't want to learn how to drive anymore Me too. either. Me too. It's I'm getting horrible. out my license right now. Yeah, I'm I getting know. off the road. You know what, everybody? Get off the road right now. Well, I guess he just had had enough, Sherry. One or two bad reviews, and I guess it's just luck would have it. He happens to run into the um, to the critic that had written bad things about his um, German ballet company. Did he actually seek this person out, or it just all sort of fell in place? He's walking his dog. He sees the person. He's upset with the person. Or did he actually go and try to find the critic? This was during intermission of a show. Oh. Oh. And the critic was attending, and she had given mm-hmm. him a bad review, calling the ballet boring and disjointed. Mm-hmm. He happened to conveniently have a bag of um, something that his dog had left on the ground. And 
when he talked to her about the review, he said she became aggressive and arrogant and condescending. And so he yeah. decided, well, I'll show you. And I'll just promptly- open my bag of dog feces and and do your really bad German accent right now. And <laughs> I will smear it on your face. On your face. And he did say, well, my response was certainly not super. But, <laughs> but he said that it was a like-for-like like revenge because she has thrown blank at me for over 20 years. So um, they also found it uh, – the police are investigating, and people were upset because he was – he took a bow at the end of the show. He's not in the ballet. He's sort of the director or whatever he does. So I think he came out on stage, took a bow. People applauded after this not-so-super – uh, ordeal. He rubbed the dog excrement into my face. When I felt he what he had done, I screamed. I was in a panic. When I felt what he had done, oh. So she didn't realize what he was doing. To yeah, go. it took her a second. <laughs> took her a second. I guess she wouldn't think that would be happening. What are the chances that you happen to have a, a bag there, right? You, you, you run into the guy in the lobby and you easily got this... She, he must have known she was going to be there. Yeah, that's the other thing. A bag of poop. That's the other thing. It's like, is that part of his thing? <laughs> he said he, he, what, he just, I, I, the explanation was that, you know, his dog had, he had just walked his dog or something, but it's the, it's the intermission of a show that he is at or he is directed. Like, when is he, when is he mm-hmm. walking his dog? This, yeah, okay. Yeah, he just had, he, he was prepared for this. Premeditated. <laughs> And I don't know oh, how. You think, wow. Well, good one, Colombo. I've, really I've come to the conclusion. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I don't understand is like, uh, how come you have a dog poop <laughs> yeah. with you? And one okay, more thing. Good. <laughs> 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 Poor woman. How do you ever get that out of your. I mean, that would be the kind of thing that you, no matter how much you wash your face, it's still like two days later, you're like, God, I still smell it. Uh-huh. It'd be in your like olfactory. And that mm-hmm. would be the thing. I don't know how long it took her to figure that out. You'd think the minute that it got close enough to your face, unless it was some sort of a very well-insulated bag, that she would have noticed <laughs> pretty instantly. Well, this is not going to mm, do well for his a, next. That's not whipped cream. This is not going to do well for his next uh, production. You know, can you imagine her going, okay, you know, bygones be bygones. All right, he smeared dog feces in my face. But this is a brilliant, brilliant ballet. He's outdone himself. Put the feces away. You're a genius. Yes, it will will be a little bit stronger than boring and disjointed this time around. I'm looking more details from this story. The Guardian says police are relying on witness accounts owing to the fact that uh, Goki uh, disposed of the dog excrement and Hooster cleaned her face immediately afterwards. As if, I, I don't know, uh, <laughs> there's going to be Oh, like d- they both DNA did the right evidence. thing? <laughs> yeah, like what? Because he, he, okay, he disposed of it. He didn't do it no, to No, there's no witnesses to it. She cleaned her face so there's no evidence, Sherry. <laughs> oh. He didn't have the stuff with him. Otherwise, Only yeah, there'd the be Only the dog knows. Only the dog knows. We've got to find the dog so we can figure out who it was. Yeah, well, thank you, said, Andrew. Exactly. 